Ayo. I don't know where that voice came from. I guess it's from hitting the bong. Um, but we're back. We're back to uh, doing this podcast thing. Johnny and Kenny back from a great weekend. Johnny's got no Bro, sleep. We've gone delirious. Just playing in the background. This this has potential to be the greatest episode of Random Roommates history because I feel I I feel like a, like a psycho right now. I've just been awake for so long. You're a maniac, maniac in your chair. What, dude? You know how like, like it's like terrible for a human being to be awake for like more than twenty four hours. Like it's detrimental to your health and like your psych, like psychic and like you're just going crazy. That's you right now. Seen that torture method where they just keep people awake for like a week on an end. It's like people just go crazy because they don't get any sleep. That's you. Well, at least uh, when we get off here tonight, you can go watch the Yankees lose, and then you'll be up even longer just to torture yourself. Started, you could just go to sleep. You already know they're gonna take the L. I'm I'm gonna save I'm gonna save this for the sports episode because I I have a very like deep thought on what it's like to be a Yankees fan right now. And it might, yeah, no, it that's might rack fine. Some nerves. It might rack some nerves. So it it just might, but um. Yeah, that sounds good. I think, you know, we got a lot that we should be covering um, today. Anyway, we had, you know, exciting weekends. Yes. You're going on fucking yes, way too much time, no sleep, dude. Like, just out yeah, here just living. Do it again. Yeah. Do it again. Um, I'd fucking do it again. Week, I already know, but, like, you got to tell the people, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this weekend had the big birthday extravaganza. That's what we called it. Um... And we went out to Pittsburgh. Lex had the whole thing planned um, for Mad Long. She had this itinerary written up. Um, we didn't really, like, stick to it too hard. But it was, like, a nice, like, outline. Um, right. Got there. So Thursday, she had to go to work at the office, at her office. So I just went with her. I worked in a Starbucks all day um, or at least all morning, like, did my calls in the car. And then uh, just went to a bar for lunch. And then she dipped at, like, 2. So I just stayed at the bar until 2, went and picked her up. We went out to Pittsburgh. Yo, honestly, drive, not bad at all. <clears throat> Until we get to the last, there's it says eight minutes left. And we hit tra- fucking traffic, tractor trailer broken down in the middle lane of a highway. Oh, no. They shut down the left lane and the middle lane. Everybody's got to get over to one lane. And the only reason that lane is there is because it's like an emerging ramp that never ends. You know what I mean? So it was a two-lane highway. And then just because that merge happened to be right there, that was the third lane. And that's what everybody had to get into. It was miserable. Um, but before you arrived, too. That's wild. Yeah, and it was smooth sailing before that. Um, but then we went to Southern Tier Brewery because it was kind of late by then. We went to Southern Tier. So our hotel was, like, literally 100 yards, maybe not even, to PNC Park. And then it's, like, Dope. a quarter mile to Heinz Field or Acrisure Stadium, right? And then between that is just, like, shit ton of bars. Um, like apparently one of the most popping bars in Pittsburgh is Tequila Cowboy. Um, and that's like in that little strip. But my friend was like, yeah, everybody's just getting roofied there. There's just mad old dudes you see just creeping on chicks. Like they're just standing there looking at like staring at people, not interacting or anything. Like she's like, I know two of my friends have gotten roofied there before, blah, blah, blah. Um, I was like, oh yeah, well, all right. We're not going to, not going to spend too much time there. And it was so packed. We didn't even want to be there. (laughs) It was like so ridiculously packed. Um, we were like, yeah, we don't don't want to be here at all. Was there like a Pirates game that was about to happen or something? Is that why it was so packed, or is it just always? Like- well, there was a Pirates game that weekend, but it's always like that. Oh, 
Like, we went there on a Thursday night. There was nothing going on, and it was, like, packed. Like, people were, like, shoulder to shoulder. And we were, like, no, nah, not the vibe. But it's, like, connected to another bar called Little Red Corvette. So we ended up actually stopping in there afterwards for a couple beers. That's a cool name for a bar. Yeah, it was fine. Um, they were talking shit on Philly in there. The ba- the way the bartender was, and I was just like, ah. dude, everybody in Philly, everybody in Pittsburgh hates Philly. You were, an, I was gonna say, you were in enemy territory, dude. It's the thing. It's like we're barely enemies. It's like, like Philly, we don't even think about Pittsburgh. No. But they hate us because we're. I think it's like, I think it's like similar to like Yankees Mets, right? Like the Yankees sure. don't even think about the Mets, but the Mets are like. Oh, like this is their World Series. This is well, not not like that, not like this. But these some games, of them, a lot of them do act like. And that. dude, it's funny. Um, <laughs> Lex goes after after the game. She goes or during the game. She's like, "What do you think the Yankees players are going to be thinking like when they lose?" Or she didn't say players, she just said Yankees. And I was like, "Well, the fans are going to say what they always say when they lose to like a team who's having a good season is this is their World Series to us. It's just another game. See you in October. That's what that's always." That's always the go-to, right? Oh, that's um, my favorite go-to. <laughs> I was like, the so players cool. the players probably aren't thinking that. Uh, like, maybe they are, like, amongst one another, but they're definitely not well, saying that to media. Yanks Mets had some beef last year. Remember that? And, yeah, and, and, and like, you guys, this is the first time in history, first, you know, you're leading your division. Yeah. It's like, right. I mean, I don't know. I think it's fun. Um, that's why I'm, like, I'm excited to watch it. Like, it's been the most fun. This and the Astros series. Yeah, been the two best like series to watch. Yeah, like, as even just like a neutral bait, like Yankees Mets fan. Yeah, my boy Owen went baseball. to the game last night, um, and he's a nothing fan. Yeah, um, electric too. His boy's a Mets fan though, so he probably went with him. Um, but what was I saying? Oh yeah, so like uh, Philly, yeah. like Philly, like like we don't even think about Pittsburgh, but Pittsburgh's probably like oh like we're competing for like best of PA. And, like, the right. Yankees and Mets are, like, the Yankees are, like, oh, we don't even think about the Mets. And the Mets are, like, trying to, like, take back the city. You know what I mean? Like, take claim for, the, like, the back. city. Yeah, I don't know if they ever had it. But they they're trying to take claim to it. You know what I mean, though? Yeah, yeah. That's no, kind of how it feels exactly to me. And, like, dude, I'm not, like, a Philly fan like you are. I'm just an Eagles fly and, like, half Flyers fan. Like, I don't really watch that much hockey. But right. I'm a diehard Eagles fan, and that's how I feel about the Steelers. And I feel like but the Steelers, Steelers are, like, a way better franchise than the Eagles. The Steelers have the most yeah, Super Bowl rings sure. all time. Tied for the most for sure. all I time. I think it's just, like, the grittiness of Philly fans makes, like, Steelers fans be like, fuck you, we're, like, you're not good. You're not PA. We're PA. No, but Pittsburgh is just as gritty. PA, like, Pittsburgh is, like, way yeah, grittier. They're, like, way more blue-collar. Well, yeah, the average fans are, but I feel like that, like the attitude of the Philly fan is just more like "fuck you." You know what I mean? Like, I think they're both like that. I don't know. I want to get to a game. It's probably dope. I want to stay at that same hotel. We can just walk to the fucking tailgate, get Liddy Boy. That would be fucking sweet. Um, but Southern Tier was fine. They had some good beers. They had this raspberry wheat beer that I really liked. Um, but I didn't end up bringing any home. Uh, but then we just went to bed. Um. We, like, took a little walk by the waterfront because it's right on the river. There's mad rivers, dude. There's fucking a billion bridges. There's over 100 bridges in Pittsburgh, but there's, like, more than – I think there's, like, 12, like, main, like, huge bridges, like, massive guys. Damn. Holy yeah. Shit. Like, George Washington Bridge-type bridges. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Um, They're, like – I mean, they're not, like, quite as big, but, like, they're significant. They're connecting, like, pieces of land over major rivers. Um, but they have like three like fat rivers that all connect in the center of Pittsburgh. 
that's like why it's a good city back in the day anyway because they have access to the water they use it for you know electricity back in the day and they use it for like it's good for a port you know to ship things dude pittsburgh has some crazy history like american history when you think about it yeah we did um a whiskey tour and they were telling us some crazy history about like the whiskey rebellion in pittsburgh and i thought that was pretty sick yeah dude like you don't learn about any of that stuff in school either like I think nah. there's so much like local history in a lot of cities that a lot of people just don't know about like crazy yeah things. yeah um so friday was like mac miller day we woke up went to pamela's diner that's apparently where he used to love to go fucking bomb it was like fr- built like way back in the day it had like big time 80s vibes like all the, and all the decor was like all the same the the menu was solid we did a tex-mex uh omelet because it had chorizo Ooh. Trezo sauce, a little guac sour cream, banging. Um, really fucking good. Came with potatoes and toast. And then we did a Pittsburgh hash, which is um, kibasi, sauerkraut, and then like mixing with like home fries, like potatoes. Um, that with two eggs. Fucking amazing, that dude. Lame. That's like my ideal breakfast, dude. And I don't like breakfast food. But it, like every time I'm out, I'm always trying to get like a Chipotle like omelet bowl or something like that. Yeah. The Tex Mex breakfast is just a. The Pittsburgh hash with the kibasi and the sauerkraut was so amazing, dude. Because it was like the saltiness of the potatoes, but the sauerkraut was like a little sweet, and like so is the kibasi a little bit. And then you know you get the runny yolk of the egg, and you just mix it in with it, and you're like, oh my god, dude, fire yeah, me up. Awesome. We tried going That's back there Sunday, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. We tried going back there Sunday, but uh. They the there was like fucking fifty people standing outside and we we're like yeah no grats you don't have time for all that yeah yeah exactly um we wouldn't have made it that long but then um we we're like all right after that we went to um Blue Slide Park took us a while to find it but we found it um that was cool just like to go walk around hang out see little kids playing and like going on the slide like with their cardboard and was, shit like that was it like did it have like a lot of like Mac Miller shit like at the at the blue slide? Nah, nah. No? But it was cool because we parked. So like, there's like the main road right, and then the park is on the main road, and then there's like a little side street, and that side street that goes like right up to like literally like there's a small walkway that goes from that side street to like where the blue slide is, and it's called English Lane, and like that's the name of one of his songs off Blue Slide Park album. So, like, I thought that was dope. Um, like, obviously, I took a picture of, like, the street sign and shit. Um, and then there was just, like, you know, some kids hanging. Because the slide is, like, built into the sidewalk there. And then you, like, all slide down it on cardboard so it doesn't fuck your shit up. Um, so, like, seeing that and seeing the kids, like, still out there. Like, it was hot as fuck. Like, out there, like, having a good-ass time. Like, that was dope. Um, and it's then. Cool to see kids, like, still play outside. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, dude. There was mad kids playing. Uh, there was like, a bunch of kids playing baseball. There were like a few like older couples playing pickleball. Um, there was a lot of people out just like walking and hiking. Cause Blue Slide Park is connected to Frick Park, which Frick is like this super rich dude that used to live in Pittsburgh. And there's mad shit named after him. And part of it is like a nature reserve and shit like that. Like it's huge. Like Frick Park is massive. Um, so there's mad people out there just like walking their dogs, hiking, going out for walks, shit like that. Um, but that, yeah, it was cool. And then we went, we drove, we were just driving around. We hit up, um, we went to Taylor Alderdice High School. That's where Wiz and Mac both went. Um, hit up two murals went, of Mac. They went to the same high school? Yeah. 
Yeah, they both I went there. I just I knew they were both from Pittsburgh. I didn't know they went to the same high school, bro. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, Wiz's last album that he dropped was called Taylor Alderdice. Wow. And that's yeah, that's the name of their high school. Is that um, why it's like Taylor Gang? That's crazy. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. I, just had I didn't think about I that. Just had an epiphany. Yeah, that that's I mean, there's a good chance, honestly. Um, dude, that place was crazy, bro. It was like a fucking castle. Really? It was so like big. The actual school. Yeah, it was like when you look at it, it's like this huge foyer, like all the way out front. The first of all, the whole thing is like a, a courtyard, right? I ended up like climbing the steps and going to check it out because I was like, "This is fucking wild. I've never seen a high school like this." You like <laughs> you like walk up, Harry Potter, <laughs> and there's like a staircase on each side that's probably like forty feet tall, right? And that goes to like the courtyard. And then if you were to walk up, it's like this huge like it's probably the size of like eight basketball courts. It's just like a f- massive courtyard. Some of it's grass, some of it's concrete. And then it's the high school, and the high school's huge. But then also like before those steps, like sitting behind those underneath the courtyard, there's doors that go into like I don't know, storage and an auditorium, gym. I have no fucking clue, but it's like under the courtyard part. It it was fucking wild. Dude, I was like, I need to get a tour just cuz this looks interesting. So cool. Yeah, and like the the kids that go there probably don't think anything of it either. They're probably no way. Just like the normal for them, but you and yeah. I we'll go to high school out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, and it's like we see something like that, and we're like, "Holy shit!" Like high school looks fucking awesome. <laughs> this there's like a, a there's like a Jewish summer camp or something, um, going on. They, cause I there I saw mad like, or I saw a few like counselors um that were like. I mean, they were, like, wearing, like, Jewish attire. I don't know. They're religious clothing. their dresses and shit. I'm not, like, being, you know, just being, like, oh, these Jews, you know. But um, they were, like, walking out, like, doing, like, they were, like, obviously counselors or something. They had, like, back at probably high schoolers. Like, I did vacation Bible school when I was in middle school and high school as, like, I volunteered for a week at my church. Um, so it's probably something like that. Um, and we saw, like, mad, um, like, little kids, like, walking home with, like, backpacks and, like, arts and crafts things and like their face painted and stuff. So like, Oh, they probably just got out of summer camp or something like that. Yeah. Um, and like those girls are just like, they're just like walking around just chatting. Like, yeah, just another day. Like just doing this volunteer thing. Like, yo, your school's fucking dope. <laughs> Dude, you, you literally go to school at Hogwarts. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> you know what? Mine Nothing looks like though. a fucking bomb shelter. <laughs> Yeah, dude, my high school looks like Mine Dookie literally was an old bomb shelter, dude. Like our high Jeez. school was bomb Across the street from my high school was this place called Lafarge, and it was just like uh, they just like drilled into the side of the mountain that was there, and I don't know what they like manufactured and stuff, but it's pretty fucked up to have a school right across from there as a bomb shelter. There, like the thing growing up was Lafarge was like making our air toxic right across the street from the school. So like anytime we would play. Like an Albany team or somebody, they'd just be like, "Oh, those Ravina kids—they're a little behind because of the air and it, like the air from Lafarge and Ravina." So we were always known as like that shit. I was like, I mean, they're not wrong, dude. It kind of makes sense. Yeah, probably right. You're probably running, right. You you got us running double practices for varsity soccer, and we're just puffing and breathing in this toxic like mercury air for every day of our lives. Fuck them. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But yeah, then we hit up Frick Park Market for lunch, obviously. That was dope. Um, the owner was there. He just bought it like four months ago. He said they just opened four months ago. Did, did he like let you go? I saw your picture post like behind the counter. And yeah, shit. dude. Did he, he literally just be like, "Yo, come back here and take pics." Yeah, he was like, "Oh, like you're Mac fans, and I, are you oh, are you guys Mac fans?" And I was like, "Yeah," um, and I had a Mac Miller T-shirt on. Um, and he was like, "Oh, like 
do you want to take a picture behind the deli, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, fuck it, why not? Um, so then he, like, snapped a few pics. Yeah, he was really cool. He had just bought the place. The family that owned it, they owned it for mad long. Like, their parents opened it. Um, and then there was two brothers left. One of them just died, and the other one's 86. And he's like, I'm not going to fucking run this shit by myself. I'm 86. Right. So they sold it to this dude. Um, the That brother, though, that he bought it from lives, like, right across the street and paints. And they sell his paintings in the shop for, like, 50 bucks a piece. Oh, that's cool. Um, and so, but he was mad cool, dude. He was, like, so proud of it. He was, like, here's all, like, the OG. It, it opened as, like, a butcher shop initially. He was, like, here's all their OG, like, butcher shit, blah, blah, blah. Like, he has all this stuff to, like, memorialize, memorialize them, memorialize them, something like that. And um, he was cool. And he, they, like, redid the back. They have, like, a bunch of tables with, like, umbrellas and shit. There's, like, a little garage right next to it um, that they, like, kind of, like, redid. And just, like, open seating for people to sit and eat um the food was banging dude honestly it was so good we got this buffalo cauliflower um like pita flatbread type john mm. banging we got that to eat there it was banging a little bit spicy but not too much it was so good um and then we got a roast beef sandwich and like an italian sandwich and they both fucking were amazing um oh my God. i like it was like legitimately really fucking good we were ordering and this one dude was like this one dude came in he's like oh dude they're so good here. He's like, and he's such a good dude that lives here. He was like, he doesn't know anything about Mac Miller. He's like an old head. Um, yeah. He's like, dude, my wife told me he came here to, told me to come here and get something. He was like, I can't stop coming back, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and dude, it was so good. If I, like, if I lived there, I'd eat there probably almost every single day. At least dude, once a week, that. I'd be stopping in there for a sandwich. It was, it like, all of it was so good. It's cool to see, like, it's cool to see, like, the guy who doesn't know anything about Mac Miller, like, solidifying that place is, like, a good place, and he's not just, like, famous because of Mac Miller, you know what I mean? Like, that's dope. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's, like, really popping, but, like, it's cool that they have that, too. It's cool that, like, it's actually good, and it's not just, like, a Mac Miller landmark. Right, right. Two-for-one combo. Um, But then... We went there's like a there's like a bench over there. He told us about this bench that like not a lot of people know about. Um it's just like they just like put it there. I don't know. It's like super random. It just looks into the woods. It's it, it's really interesting. Um but it has like a plaque on it. Um if life is but a dream then so are we like one of his lyrics. Dude, it's so funny. Uh, is that what you po- did you post that picture? I think so, yeah. Of the bench? Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Um, it's so funny. We're standing in there. So after we got there, said we were Mac fans, the dude runs in the back and starts just playing Mac music. Like, all just, like, not, like, in any specific order from any, like, time period or album. Just, like, rant, like, shuffle. Um, and Lex, so then he tells us about the bench. So Lex is looking it up, and she's reading it. And as she's reading it, I'm like, yo, that's the song that's playing in the background right fucking now. And then she's like, what? And I'm like, yeah, listen. Because it wasn't, like, real loud. So I'm like, listen, like, like, just listen closely. And, like, 30 seconds later, those lyrics came on. And she was like, holy shit. I was like, yo, that's so funny. Like, you were looking <laughs> that up as weird. that fucking song was playing. Like, what, like that's miraculous that was, that timing. Was Mac, that was Mac probably visiting fucking Fritz Park Market. Like, yeah. In the afterlife and being like, yeah. no, I'm going to make this a cool moment piece. Yeah, that is. Um. And then we just went back. We went to this place, McFadden's. We went back to the hotel. We went to the game that night. Dude, uh, at the Pirates game, every Friday, they have this uh, Miller Lite happy hour in, in, like, the Crow's Nest, which is, like, one one bar in the corner of the stadium. Um, 24-ounce Miller Lights. $6.40. Damn. 
24 ounces, dude. Like the like the biggest drones they sell yeah. at the stadium. Dude, that's three dollars a beer. That's like a great price for fucking. Stadium. Bro, it's amazing. So, but they they stop at 7:05. So I got two when we got there. We got there like 6:15, 6:20. Got two, slammed them both. Got two more. <laughs> And then I got two more even when they were regular price. <laughs> How was the park though? Was it did it live up to your expectations? Yeah, dude, it was honestly beautiful. Um like it was a, yeah. it was hot. It was like real humid, like it was pretty hot, but the park was beautiful. Lex like did her research. We sat behind home plate and those were, like some of the best seats to sit at. And cuz you like you look into the outfield cuz they have they have the yeah. view. It's the city in the back and the river line, and you see a bridge in the background because they're fucking everywhere. You probably see two. Um, but, like, the view was amazing. Like, definitely best seats in the house. Um, the game Wait, was fine. Who were they playing? The Marlins. Okay. I had money on the Marlins team total, which they hit. I had money on the Marlins pitcher strikeouts, with which he hit. Like, good day. Oh, baby, you had a great day. <laughs> yeah, oh dude, yeah. Um, we probably stayed in our seats till like, the seventh or eighth inning, and then we just went back to that bar because it was, like, at a good spot. Like, it overlooked, like, the, it was, like, kind of, like, it was, like, the bar, and then I was, like, it drops down, but then it's, like, just, like, a, probably, like, 100 feet to the water, and then it's, like, a river and then the city on the other side. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's, like, a good spot to just yeah. chill and hang out and enjoy the view. Um, so that's kind of how we finished up our night. Oh, and then I was like, we should go out and fucking pitch drunk. I'm like, we should go out. And Lex is like, probably not. You're not going to fucking make it. She called it. She said, we're going to go out. You're going to get two drinks. We're going to go back. So we go out everywhere. is fucking packed. We go into this place called pints and pins. And it's like, they have like bowling, but it's like fake bowling. It's like half of it. Oh, what was that place you had in at, at Conway near uh, the Beaver joint? Oh, like eight ten, eight ten. Yeah. It was like, dude, it was literally like 15 like foot lanes and they were on, yeah. they were on strings. Um, and they had like some other stuff outside and they had some arcade games inside, like a few. Um, but so we go there, I ordered two IC lights, which is like a Pittsburgh beer, like the, from the Pittsburgh brewery that opened in fucking like the 1800s or some shit like that. Everywhere has yeah. them. It's like cheaper than Miller. Um, and so I got two of those. And we got this thing of, like, a pizza box nachos. And it's just nachos that come in a big pizza box. You don't have, like, a plate. Bro, they were so good. And I was fucking so fucked up. I was housing them, dude. I was pretty much <laughs> finger painting with the queso. And then fucking slurping my fingers. <laughs> Bro. But it was so good. Next was like, you got to stop. You, we got to put an end to this. They're embarrassing me. We're in public. I didn't even finish the second IC light, and I was like, yeah, I'm ready to go back to the room now. <laughs> now that I'm stuffed with nachos and very fucked up, and now yeah. it's time to sleep. Dude, what a day you had. What the fuck? I know, <laughs> right? What a great fucking day. I know. Oh, my God. Um, And then, then Sunday. Did the win? No, nah, the Marlins won 8-1. Sunday uh, or Saturday, we did uh, – we did this place called the Speckled Egg, and it was at this bougie-ass joint, right? It was at – it was, like, a, a brunch place that was just, like, tucked into the corner inside this place called – it was, like, the Union District building or something. Del Fresco's Steakhouse was inside that same building. Um, oh the carpets that, like, lined the marble floors were blue. Um, it was crazy. It was, like, velvet blue, dude. Um <laughs> It was it wasn't like crazy expensive or anything, but um it was good. What a, I was pretty hungover. I got 
Irish coffee, and uh, just like a regular breakfast sandwich. Um, it was good. It hit the spot, honestly. It had like their like a TSE, like the speckled egg sauce, and it had like a little spice to it. Um, it was good. Lex got Lex went full basic bitch. She never does this. Um, she went espresso martini. It's the first time she's ever had one, and I had some of it too. It was pretty good. I never had one before. And then she went avocado toast, add bacon with a fruit cup. And I was like, yo, you cannot <laughs> get cup. fruit cup on top. <laughs> I was like, dude, you couldn't you couldn't have gotten like the more like basic millennial like city girl thing. Like the espresso oh. martini with the avocado toast just in the spot. And she's like, dude, I know I, I she's like, and I never order this. Espresso yeah. martinis are good, dude. Maggie yeah. gets one like every like four or five times we go out just because she's like not in the mood to drink like other regular shit. Yeah. And when the all the boys were here last two weekends ago, um, she got one at this tequila bar that just opened up downtown, and I took a sip of it. And I was like, "This is this tastes like coffee, bro." I don't yeah, they're good. They're good. Um, and she like never gets like avocado toast. She was just like, "Yeah, that's like what I'm in the mood for." Like, and I I wasn't in the mood for anything like big either. They had like some bigger things with like more like interesting things on the item, and I was like, "Bro, my stomach's a little bit fucked from yesterday." You know, my fucking 97 <laughs> ounces of Miller and those nachos. So maybe yeah. I just do, uh, you know, a little breakfast sandwich. Keep it plain and simple. A little egg bacon on a roll. That sounds good to me. Um, but then we went to this uh, whiskey tour. And that was dope, dude. The place was sick. Um, I really liked the tour. It was, like, real, a lot about, like, history and stuff. It was, like, a history lesson. Um, but that's the kind of shit that I like. Like, it was all about the whiskey rebellion and these dudes being badass. And then getting fucking sentenced to hang before George Washington was like, nah, it's cool. Um, he just wanted to make a point about him. And uh, it was cool. The place, is, the place was dope. They have, they do whiskey, gin, and rum. And I think they have like over 40 different like styles. Nice. Yeah. And that's like not including like the different sizes. They have over 40 like different like flavors essentially. Um, so I came home with four. I got like a little what's gonna call it a flask size of just like og straight up like whiskey bourbon um and because we were gonna go out to like this like party that like a block party um so i was gonna bring that but we didn't end up doing that um and then i got cinnamon whiskey which is like fireball but way better i'm literally um taking samples because they have the girl has like all these bottles on the table you can take a sample of whatever you want before you buy it so yeah. i literally was like let me get this is after we did like the entire tour. We got a shot of their honey and their coffee, which were both banging. I already have a coffee liqueur here though, um, but they were both banging. And then you get like a full flight of uh, their bourbon, their rye, their gin, and their spiced rum. So you get like a shot of each of those too. Um, and then I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm like, let me on the floor by the I'm like, all right, let me get some samples. I'm like, can I try the cinnamon? So <laughs> she's like, yeah. And then I'm like. Um, and then can I try this afterglow one? Cause this lady said it was her favorite and you don't have any left. And she was like, yeah. And then I'm like, can we try the limoncello? Cause that sounds interesting. And she's like, yeah. And then I'm like, which one's your favorite? And then she says something else. And I was like, all right, let me try that one. And then I was like, oh, you have this pickle one. I was like, full shot every time. No, they're no, they're, no, they're like half shots. Um, okay. they're just like taste. No, no, no. They're like half shots. Maybe less. They might be like, like in five minutes. They might be like you know, a third of a shot, more than a quarter though, but maybe like as little as a third. Um, yeah. and then they had this pickle one. So I'm like, Oh, let me get the pickle one. That just sounds dope. Um, so I took a shot of that and actually 
And when the whole thing starts, they give you like a glass of like one on the rocks. So they have this one that's just called old fashioned. So like it's already, I think, supposed to taste like an old fashioned. Um, so she just put that over ice and then like did a little orange peel on the rim and put the orange peel inside. Um, so I had like a, you know, a thing of that like on the rocks to start the tour. So I came home with a small thing of the pickle, which was banging. It was so interesting. I, I want you to take a shot of it. It was really good. Um, a thing of the old fashioned and a bottle of the cinnamon and then the flask of the original bourbon. So I went hard, hard in the paint at the whiskey, at the whiskey <laughs> I was, shop. I went, I went hard in the paint at the whiskey shop. Dude, you're going to be stocked for a minute. So yeah, I'll be good. I'll be good. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I thought that was a good place to do it. Like, you know, that was, it's named after this dude, Philip Wiggle, who's like the OG, like most badass whiskey dude from the whiskey rebellion. Like, it's like kind of like, you know, his, his, I don't know if it's his, like, descendants i don't think it is but i think it's just named after them but it's still dope they do a really good job and literally every single thing that they made was like went through that area that we toured she was like this is the only place that we make anything like every single one of our drinks gets distilled bottled and labeled here that's that's pretty sick like straight up homegrown right here you're standing on it yeah and like it's so small and she was like well like you know they do like when they're distilling it they do it based off of like taste time and temperature or they do it in a different order things like time temperature and taste right they think about okay how long is it how hot was did we have this set to um and then also like what what does it taste like obviously is like a part of it yeah dude see like i'm not a whiskey guy at all but i would still go and do that just to like experience it and learn like how yeah yeah it was cool um yeah and she was saying uh like jack daniels and jim beam like all those big ones they do like, all of their shit is, like, on a software. Like, their whole distilling process is, like, pretty much automated. Like, they have tasters. Yeah. Uh, my my parents actually tour Jack Daniels' facility. So, they, they have, like, tasters, and they've only had, like, a few ever. Like, they've had, like, three or four tasters that are, like, in their right. entirety of Jack Daniels. And they just try every batch to make sure it's good. Um, and, like, what but it's job. all done, like, by a computer. <laughs> I know, right? I know. Here, sit in this chair and get drunk for us every day for three hours, and we'll, we'll pay you. What? All right, sold, sold. I'm waking imagine up, dude. Being, imagine being the guy that's like, dude, Jim Beam tastes the way it does because that's the way I like it. They base all their research off of my taste. Buds. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that'd be awesome. That would be. Awesome. That'd be such a good job. I'll just like wake up whenever I want, take a fat shit, go hit the gym, like come home, shower, little breakfast action, yeah. do whatever I want. Lunch. That's not, that sounds like go get drunk. Ultimate fucking come home. Ultimate dinner. Fucking and then wake I would like. I would just like. Yeah, I would just like set my schedule so that I worked from like, you know, like, one p.m. until like four or five p.m. Taste all the shit that I need to taste. Right. Like I can right. have my whole morning to myself. Have like a nice solid lunch so I don't get too fucked up. Or go eat go or go drink. Golf. And then go get drunk for free. Oh, yeah, yeah. I wish there was, uh, dude. You got to get the Oculus joint or like a real like golf simulator at work, and then you can just be like, "I'm gonna taste whiskey and play around." And play around of golf. Yeah, bro. <laughs> that's how. That's all I know. If this Oculus is good whiskey or not. <laughs> Depending on my scores, how I feel. <laughs> it's you'd be you'd be fucked up though, and you'd be like in the Oculus, bro, and then you would take it off, and you would get the spins so bad. So like I feel bad. like you would be would so be like disoriented. No, 
bro. No, I, I wouldn't recommend the, the Oculus drunk to anybody. Getting the spins is was like the epitome of my weekend, dude. Just like on altitude, on repeat. The altitude in Denver and plus like driving everywhere and like sitting in the back seat. Bad combo for Johnny. You can't breathe. Yeah, no grazi. Like all the time, dude. It's it was tough. But you said it was worth uh, it, so. Oh, dude, I would do it every every fucking day if I could. Dude, it was so much fun. We went on like so many just random hikes up a mountain and just like explored and did a lot of fun shit. Bro, we went whitewater rafting on Saturday and we experienced every season of the year in like two hours. It was crazy. We get like so it's like a ten mile excursion with like some whitewater like rapids that are like class two or three which aren't like that big but it's like it's enough to be fun right and the first hour it's like 85 90 and sunny and beautiful the next hour it's like getting cloudy and like kind of like a little bit chilly or whatever and then next thing you know it's just pouring rain like sideways just absolutely downpouring on us like to a point where the rain drops were so big and heavy i was like i looked over to maggie i was like damn this kind of feels like hail and then, I shit you not, even 20 seconds later, it started hailing on us. I was like, bro, we literally experienced every season of the year in one ride, and it was the best time of my life. It was so fun. Did you get mad wet? Oh, yeah. Bro, we didn't. We got to a point in our excursion or whatever, and our guide that was with us, was, she was like, this is our point where we can, like, hop out of the raft and like jump in for a swim if we want and like nobody so it was like our boat which had six of us and then like four or five other boats that went at the same time but like of different groups and we all kind of went as like one one like big fucking yeah yeah and nobody like i think there's like one or two people that jumped in the water we're like we just got hailed on we got rained on like we're we're as (laughs) wet as you can possibly get dude but good on stopping and hopping out i would definitely do it again i think it'd be fun so when we started, like right before they were giving us like the safety rundown and the guy was like, if you got, if anybody's under the influence of drugs or alcohol, like you need to let me know. He's like, I don't care. Like we want you to go rafting, but we just need to know. He was like, you're still going to get to raft. And everybody, like all the people that work there were definitely stoners. So they were definitely talking about weed. And I was right. like, dude, getting like me and like Maggie, obviously, and like you and Lex and like just a bunch of our friends to do this as like a 20 person like excursion and all these like fire you do you can smoke in the park there are people smoking in the parking lot like before they did it just smoking weed and i was like oh yeah that's what it's like where it's legal because it's just like the same as smoking a cigarette and right like doing that after smoking would be such an incredible experience dude like the views unless you flip did anybody like capsize like go like belly up on their boat i mean so whenever we would get up to like uh like a bad like rock or something like there would be the person in the middle who was guiding us and they'd be like they she would say bump if we were gonna like bump into something hard and you had to like kind of move in towards the middle of the raft or she would say like go one or like back two and that's like the people that were like paddling me maggie Mm. her dad and her sister's husband were all paddling and we were all just like on the edge and then her other sister was sitting up front in the middle and her mom was sitting between me and maggie in the back and there were, like, times where we would hit a rock or something, and, like, we came close. Like, there was a few times where we almost fell out, but it wasn't, like, anything. Like, you had to hang on for your dear life. Right. It was, like, you would hit a rock or, like, you would go under something, and then, like, your your boat would, like, turn fast or, like, you'd knock into each other and almost fall out. But, like, dude, the, the river, so we did it down the, Air, the Arkansas River, and 
I think the deepest part of that river on our excursion was like four feet, five feet, maybe. Mm. Like it's not. Yeah, we went like a big deep river at all. I've done whitewater rafting in the Poconos twice. Um, and the one time we went, my family's like my, like we were all split up. I went with my soccer team, so like like a bunch of my me and my teammates were on the, were on one right, and then like my family were like split up between a couple other ones. So my my sisters, I think, got caught like on like a on like a rock. Like the rock was so big that there was no water and on it, it for like, such like a big spot. And yeah. then another boat came and smoked them, dude, and they all <laughs> fucking blew up. And they weren't in their boats, dude. People were they were just floating down the river. People were scrambling trying to grab them. Uh, everybody ended up being all right. It was crazy though. That sounds awesome. I'm, dude, like I said, I was like, after our excursion, I was like, I want to do this on a, like a solo kayak, dude, and just like rip through these like random, just like ravines and like rapids. Yeah, dude. I mean, I, I don't, I've, I've kayaked enough to where I'm, like, flip out of it. I'm just not going to Colorado rapids. No. Yo, is the rapids, a, was, is that like a sports team now? Yeah, that's the MLS team. Oh, that's what it, I was thinking. Of. I was like, Col- it's Colorado, right? Colorado rapids. Yeah. 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 Dude, I was thinking, I was like, is that like a na- is that a team now, or is it like an old team that switched names? Like, I couldn't figure it out, and I just never Googled it, because we didn't have service or, like, Wi-Fi the whole time we were there, basically, dude. It was bad. But um, it was also kind of nice. Like, I told Maggie, I was like, dude, it's kind of been nice not having, like, service or anything, or Wi-Fi, because it's, like, kept me off my phone, and it's just, like, we're in the mountains, and I'm not, like, yeah. attached to my phone, and it just feels nice. Like, we just, like, really indulged in being outdoors. And then... Yeah, Sunday, dude, or no, Sunday, we went to this place called Garden of the Gods, and it's just, like, big, random, like, red rocks, like, millions of years old. Like, there were a bunch of, like, plaques on the actual, like, state park thing that said, this rock formation is 150 to 200 million years old. And I'm just, like, sitting there thinking about it. I'm like, dude, 200 million? That's, like, dinosaur times. That's crazy. Like, how do we even know that? That's the fact that, like... There are things that existed at this exact spot I'm standing at that long ago. It's just, like, crazy to me. Like, it just kept – I just kept having, like, those epiphanies. And we, like, hiked all the way up these rocks and got, like, on top of, like, probably 200 feet of, like, these random red rocks. Just, like – it looked like they were literally just dropped from the desert, dude. They would be, like – They were. It was the aliens. Balancing rock. It might be. It might be. Dude, one thing that blew my mind was the fact that, like – you don't hear about a lot of like landslides in Colorado because all the mountains like around the hot, like the highway and all the roads are like straight up like this. And there's just a bunch of boulders like randomly placed like throughout, like I'm like, dude, one of these could, it could rain for 10 minutes. One of these things could come down and just like run over seven cars. But it was really dude. It was like, every time we go out there, I'm just like, wow. This is, like, the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Like, it's crazy to go to, like, the northeast and just have, like, or the south and just everything be flat. And then you go yeah. out there and you see, like, mountains and, like, all, like everything is just, like, it's not, like, the same way of life. And it's just, like, almost like when you're in a different country for the first time. Like, that's what it felt like. It was so cool. But, that's um, dope. And then we went up, we went up Pikes Peak, which is 14,000 feet up. And it's, like, right next to the Continental Divide, kind of. Not right next to it, but it's, like, you can see the Continental Divide from the top of Pikes Peak. It's, like, within, like, 100 miles or something like that. But we took this little train up it for, like, an hour. What, the Continental Divide? Yeah. It's, like, this giant mountain range with a river in the middle. And I think the river flows east and west at one point. Like, it's not one river that flows one way. 
Like, it, mm. like, there's a point where water goes like this, and it's just always, I don't know. That's, I mean, that's what her uncle told me, because I didn't know what it was at first, but. Interesting. Um, dude, we took this train up the side of a mountain. It took, like, an hour to get up there, and it was just, like, wildlife and, like, different species of, like, species of trees. And I guess there's, like, this one tree in Colorado that's native there. And it's like a white bark tree, and it looks like white skin almost. Like the the bark is yeah, really yeah. smooth and just tight. And he, he, the guy that was giving the tour, was like, every time you see one of these trees, and there's like a thousand around, like there, there's never just gonna be like one of these trees. Like all these trees are interconnected in the bottom, like with the roots, and they like work as one organism. So like you see like seven hundred trees, and it's like technically just one tree, just with like a thousand fucking sprouts up, like above the ground. I thought that that's was really wild. And then he was telling us this story that um, back when, like, 19 – back in, like, 1905 or 1906, this couple had just gotten married, and they were on their honeymoon hiking up Pikes Peak. And as they were hiking up, the train that they – that we were on was coming down, and the conductor stopped and was like, hey, there's a huge blizzard coming. Like, you guys should get in and, like, come back down to the bottom of the mountain with us. And apparently the husband was like, no, like, we're good. We're going to keep going. And obviously, like, the blizzard hits. And they fucking, like, were nowhere to be found. So, like, the next day or next week or something, the train going up doing the tour stops because they found both of their bodies, like, laying face down in the snow, just dead. Because they got caught in a blizzard and died, obviously. Damn. And they found a note in the husband's pocket, his back pocket, that said, congratulations on the wedding. Have fun out in Colorado. Don't freeze to death. Ha ha. Oh my god. Isn't that isn't that crazy, dude? And they have like the note at the bottom like in their little visitor center where you can read it. It was I was like, "Wow, that's insane, dude." But yeah, it was a that's lot of crazy. fun. That's crazy. Every time we go out there, we're just like, "We want to move here. We want to move here." And I was actually telling Maggie yesterday, I was like, "It's wild that like Kenny, Lex and I were like very close to moving to Denver without even being out there and like knowing what it was like to even live out there. Yeah. And now that I've been out there like three times, I'm like it even it just solidifies like like we our intuition, dude. We knew it would be dope and it is dope. Yeah, dude. Like how could it not be? But, yeah. And just like being in the mountains and away from like society and just having like a break for a few days was dope, dude. Just like you're just like out breathe like even the air smelled like crisp you know what i mean like i got out of the car and i was just breathing i was like dude it's, it just smells like fresh out here and you don't even realize like what that smells like until you smell it like okay away from gotta smell it though like no city smell just like real crisp like cold thin air is just like weird when it hits your lungs mm, cold thin air cold thin air baby best way to have your air well, uh, I might argue that. I like having 100% oxygen, not fucking 54. Yeah, that's fair. That's just, that's that's fair. just me. But yeah, dude, um, we, uh, we, we had a good time. It was crazy. Like, I feel like every time we have, you and I both have, like, good weekend stories, like, the pod is always like, oh, we're going to have a good episode because we had crazy weekends. We always get yeah. like, a rare one every 10 episodes or 12 yeah. episodes. Um, so... Lex got me this book, right, on Sunday morning for, like, all right, like, let's, like, walk along this little, like, strip of stores looking for a place to eat breakfast. So we got stopped in this bookstore, and she gets me this book, and it's How to Grill Everything. Ooh. Let, I was looking at it the other day. Let me What's read you. What's the craziest thing in there that they're telling Oh, there's so much crazy shit. Um, really? like, But some of it I didn't mark because it's, like, crazy different kinds of animals. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. 
but I marked a bunch that I want to make. I'm going to read them. I'm going to read them to you. Brussels sprout skewers. Right up my alley, bro. I love me some Brussels. Um, Capicola wrapped scallops. Apparently, it's like a fucking fire combo. Love me some scallops, too. Love me some Capicola, too. Chesapeake style crab sliders. Ooh. Ooh. Chipotle chicken wings with a lime dipping sauce. Bro. Oh, wow. Fire me up. And so for all of them, for every single recipe or, you know, that he has in here, he has three alternatives. So for this one, it's uh, pomegranate ginger chicken wings, buffalo chicken wings with blue cheese, and honey mustard chicken wings. So for every single one, he has, like, alternatives like, oh, you know, here's different ways you can kind of, like, tweak this for different flavors. And they all have descriptions. And, like, within the description, it's like, this is what I like to do. Here are some, like, good tips on, like, how to do it best. And here are some really good substitutes. So for a lot of them, it's like, these would, you know, also be a good substitute with, like, duck or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Wow, that's awesome. Who, who like, made that cookbook? Or who's the author? Is it, like, a famous chef or something? Mark Fitman. No clue. I don't know who that is. Hey, he might be listening, though. So let's go, Mark. Thank yeah. you for your service. And then in the seafood chapter... Fish fillets with avocado cilantro salsa. That sounds good. I'm not a big fan of avocado, though. They have one in here that's, uh, there's one that I saw. Oh, the next one. Baja fish tacos with grilled slaw and chipotle mayo. Wow. Um. They have this garlic shrimp recipe, and it, um, it's like a iconic Spanish dish. Normally they cook it in, like, an olive oil with, like, chilies. And, um, but he's like, dude, it's even better if you char them on the grill with like a seasoning and then you put them into this fucking sauce. Like you toss them in it. Um, so I'm excited for that. They have like a, they had a scallop and mango salsa that I really liked that I thought really looked really good too. Dude, I gotta start Um, eating more seafood. I feel like I never like my, I never have like a go-to like seafood night unless it's just, I'm out somewhere. Nah, me either. Um, in the regular meat section, pomegranate. Pomegranate honey pork tenderloin. It looks fucking amazing. Um, and that was it. I had there were some other sides. I had to stop. I was we were watching the Mets game, and Lex wanted me to come uh, lay with her, and I was like, all right, but I'm reading this book, and then she's like, come on, you're reading the fucking book all night. Um, <laughs> trying to learn how to grill cakes, dude. That is. There's this uh this one potato side that looks really good. It's like it's grilled braised potatoes with marjoram and garlic. And you like, I guess you just like slice them up like thin, like slice the potato thin, and then you put them in like they each get like a like put like I don't know, ten slices or something like that in like one like ball of foil with like oil and garlic and stuff, and you cook them all in individual little packets, um, and then like all like you just like, like obviously all the flavors stay in there. Food. When you're wrapping foil around food, it's gonna be banging every time. Yep, the one flavor that I put a. Uh, Sticker on is butter, buttery butternut squash, which sounds good. And we have a butternut squash in the fridge; it's been there forever. So it's like, I should just get rid of it. The smoked sounds mac and good cheese. And funny. Ooh, they got mad things for different, um, like steaks and chicken and stuff. I didn't, none of them like really crazy piqued my interest, but they have so much different shit. I'm gonna try. Um, I I told my mom, and she was like, "What do you want for your birthday?" And at first, I told her I wanted tents, 
And then I was like, what if you got me like a nice charcoal grill for my birthday? Um, like there's just one from Weber that I want. Cause Weber grills last forever, dude. Like yeah. they like people like the, the old saying is like buy a Weber. Like it'll be your first grill and your last grill. Um, yeah. And I was reading the reviews of this one and this guy was like, this grill's awesome. I've had it for a little bit, blah, blah, blah. I only bought it because my Weber of, that I had for over 22 years, like, finally, like, I couldn't get a replacement part for it, so I had to get, I was just figured I'd get a new one in, like, 22 years. Dude, I'll take it if it's going to last me 22 years. <laughs> so my, almost my entire life, dude. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Yeah. By the time, if I got to get a new grill. Two years passes now, dude, you're going to have just automatic, perfectly grilled food. You put it in this little thing, press a button, it's coming out perfectly grilled. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but maybe you want to take the time to do it. But yeah, think so. I might get a nice charcoal grill. Step up my my grilling game from the gra- from the glass to the glass, gas to the charcoal. All right, I respect it, dude. Isn't it funny how you can just like go online and get reviews for literally anything now? Like back yeah. twenty years ago, you're just like, ah, oh, I hope this grill's nice. <laughs> I know. Go on there and do some research, get some people's opinions. Reviews are dope. Yeah, the Weber's always been super like well known. Though it's like the best grill brand. I guess Traeger is competing with them now, but like Weber's always had like really good like durable shit. You know what I mean, like high quality oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, dude! Um, like every grill I've seen, like the mini ones you take camping, have is like always a Weber. Yeah, because why wouldn't it be? Why would you get not a Weber? Fact. Yeah. Um, they have like three styles that I was looking at. So the first one's like OG. You just like put the coals in the bottom. They have like that small tray below, and then that's it. It's like a regular grate. And then the the yeah. middle one, which is one that I want, it has instead of having like just a regular bottom and the tra- and the like the tray, it has like basically like a big fucking bucket attached to the bottom that has all your coals in it. So you just like easily let the coals fall into there, empty the coals out. You know what I mean? It's just like way easier yeah. cleanup. Um, and then also the uh, grate on top has like a a a hinge in it, so you can lift the hinge on and hinge up and then put like fresh coals like if you need to cook more if you need to like replenish the coals you can do it without having to like lift up the entire grate you can just like lift up the corner of it slide some in we love we love a good versatile grill man yeah um and it has that one has a temperature lid or a lid thermometer the other like the the basic one doesn't um so that's kind of nice gonna see how hot it is but and then the one above that all it had extra was it had like a warming rack uh, like attached to the grate and then I think maybe that was it. But you can buy, like, all different grates. Oh, it, ha- it also had, like, some, like, these two pieces of metal that you, like, sat the lid in. But the, re- the lid has a hook in it, so it connects to the side. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you don't even really need that, but it has, like, a little pocket to hold the lid. And the one review was like, yeah, I got it, and this thing doesn't work, but whatever, I don't give a shit. Like, it's broken. I like, it came broken. It. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and I just feel like that's so unnecessary. So I'm like, and you can buy different grates. Like they have, I saw they have like grates where like the middle of it is like a skillet. And then around the outside is, um, whatever, a, uh, like a grill. So this was the one, what they were cooking. It was like shrimp on the grill part. And then like they were, they had like a queso or like a thick sauce cooking inside the skillet part in the middle. That was like the picture of it, but they have like all different kinds of grates. They have some grates that are, um, like a pizza stone. So, like, you dude, just make pizza on your charcoal grill on the pizza stone, dude. That's probably bomb.com. That probably is bomb, dude. And if I was, like, if I had the skillet part on my grill, I would, dude, 
when you cook steak on a skillet, I don't know why, but it always tastes better to me than on a grill. I think I feel like you get like one of the recipes. Like, one of the recipes mean, like in this book, this guy had. Shit. Yeah, because it gets like all the juices stay when you're in the skillet. Stay. Right, they're not falling down in the charcoal. Right. Um, the one recipe that this guy had was you put the steak straight onto the coals. And he was like, dude, it's amazing. He's like, you think that you're going to get, like, burnt? You think it's going to be, like, burnt and, like, leave, like, black, like, marks? He's like, it's not at all. Like, you just get, like, like, a good, like, like, solid outside. And the inside is, like, so ridiculously tender. It probably cooks mad quick. So the outside gets, like, charred. But the inside, like, will stay, like, and, you know, as long as you take it off quick, it'll stay from getting dry. Dude, Probably gets you a nice, like, like, medium rare. Whenever I cook a steak, like, on the stovetop, like, in a skillet or whatever, I cook it until it's, like, almost to where I want it, and then I put it in the oven and boil it for, like, 45 seconds so it makes, like, the top and bottom layers, like, a little bit crispy. Ooh. And it, it, dude, it works amazing. Like, I learned it in a YouTube video. I was like, oh, I never thought to do that. And then I tried it one day, and, oh, my God, dude, it makes such a difference. That's That sounds really smart. Yeah, you gotta try it next time you make a steak, like, or even if you just, like, grill it, get it to where it's almost done, and then you just throw it in the boiler for, like, 45 seconds to a minute, maybe a little bit longer, depending on, like, your temperature that you have it set to, but it makes just, like, both yeah. layers on the, on the top and bottom, like, a little bit crispy, and, like, you can taste, like, the juices and the, like, mm. the butter and the fucking seasoning, and it's so good. So, do you cook it in the skillet, and then do you put the whole skillet in the broiler? Uh, yeah, sometimes I do that, or sometimes, like, if I'm cooking veggies, like, sometimes I'll do, like, uh, Brussels sprouts or something on, like, a tray, and I'll throw some oil on them and season them up and then throw them in the oven, and then I'll take that pan and put the Brussels sprouts or whatever I'm making, like, in a bowl or something, and then throw the steaks on there, right. like, on the tin foil, throw, like, a thing of thyme and, like, some butter over them, pour some butter over them, and then put it in the boiler for, like, a minute tops. That sounds, go- that sounds so good. Um... I've been looking into getting, like, a meat subscription box, like, a monthly, like, delivery of meat. Dude, it's fucking expensive. But, like, it's really good meat. So, I'm so torn. Like, it's, like, grass-fed, grass-finished beef. Yeah. You get all different cuts. The one that I was looking into, they have Butcher Box, which is, like, probably one of the most popular ones out there. They're good, but, like, you don't – I don't think you get, like, the greatest bang for your buck. But they have good variety and they have good substitutes, apparently. Um, the one that I think I like is called Moink, and they're all, like, about, like, they're, like, a family farm, like, his- historically been, like, a family farm, and they're all about, like, ethically, eth- ethically like, raising animals and shit like that, and, like, grass-fed, grass-finished beef, like, free-range chickens, like, organic pork, like, all that stuff. Everything's, like, like, super high quality, um, and it's all, like, done ethically, and, like, they have, like, a passion for sustainability and shit like that. Their like generic is box that, like, is, it's so it's one sixty per box. But you could get it like every other any like two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, five weeks, or six weeks. Like any of those you can get. I probably just do once a month. You get yeah. you get a decent amount of shit. Um, and they have a lot of good substitutes. You can substitute like stuff out for salmon and stuff like that. And it comes out to being it's more than the cheapest butcher box or the like the regular butcher box is like one forty something. But it's also, like, more food on average. Like, it's, like, more, like, the weight is higher. Um, yeah, bigger portions. Yeah, so 
I don't know, but it's fucking bread. But then I was like, we can go to Produce Junction and we'll get vegetables for the whole month for fucking twenty bucks. Yeah, that's facts. And you can't, you probably can't get like the same amount of meat at like the grocery store. I don't also like if you get at the grocery store, you have to like freeze it all. And I mean, yeah, I feel like it's like definitely like you're getting a deal by doing that, but also like paying that much like up front for some meat is like, ugh. Yeah, yeah. I think it would honestly last us like two weeks though yeah because if you have it you're gonna make it all the time that's how i would do it usually right right which isn't bad but you know then we'd still have to you know if we're getting it every four weeks we'd have to eat those other days but we probably wouldn't eat like meat from there every single day you know what i mean right yeah like some days we'd be like oh like we're like we're gonna have like pasta or leftovers or something like that yeah i don't know dude i'm intrigued by the meat box because i love a good like i eat a lot of steak when i can like it's if, if somebody asked me like what would your go-to meal to make right now like i'd probably say steak or something yeah and like red meat isn't bad for you that's a lie bad red meat is bad for you if you're eating good red meat like good quality meat that's like you know raised the right way not made for factory farming like and it's not processed like like red meat's not really bad for you and it's also like if again if it's farmed right it's not bad like people say that like eating meat is bad for the environment no no no. if you're eating that factory produced shit like the factory farming meat yeah it is because they are like a lot of their like co2 is because they're eating so much grain and it takes so much like so much like farming equipment to make grain you know what i mean so much water to make grain and it's like the wasted byproduct of water because cows are you know drinking water and eating grain which takes a bunch of water and stuff like that like that's why it's like eating you know people say that eating meat is bad for the environment if you're eating free-range cows and chickens that are just you know grazing on grass it's not bad for the environment it's actually good for the environment right like you know they're not you know emitting as much methane in their poop because it's what they're eating is better for them and like it's good for biodiversity it's good for the animals and it's good for like you know like them but it's also good for like birds and insects and stuff like that like that's you know what animals are supposed to do um like it's it's good for you know the ecosystem as a whole and you know the end product the meat is super high quality meat that's good for humans and tastes a lot better and tastes so much better so then it's like, I feel like it's worth it. I feel like I shouldn't, you know, sell myself short on my on my health and what I'm putting in my body. Right. But it's fucking yeah, bread. It, it's bread, dude. It's bread. It is, like, we need to get to a point with our civilization where shit like that, where, like, transportation and, like, you know, we're paying, like, $5 on average for a gallon of gas right now, dude. Like, that's got, that, like, there's so many factors in, like, shit that humans do that are just like destroying the world and people just do it like on an everyday basis because like it's just been made the norm yeah like pretty much like the reason fucking we're destroying our environment with beef is capitalism we're like how can we make the most money oh have a million cows at once how can we feed them the cheapest oh grain bad for the environment doesn't matter making us money Right. And they're like, oh, don't eat red meat. But it's like, no, we're going to, we want to eat red meat because we're allowed to eat red meat. Like, we have that the choice to eat red meat. But, like, you guys are the ones, the corporations are the ones fucking it for everybody because you want to make the most amount of money. Yeah, instead of doing it the right way, you want to do it the cheap way. And you want to do it the way that you can mass produce it. Imagine if there were just, like, like, a million, like, local butchers and, like, farmers that did, like, 
made beef and stuff instead of like one giant corporation that had dude 100% 100% bro and so much better and healthier dude you know Kanye West you know is a crazy motherfucker right man's crazy but he was on that Joe Rogan podcast and there was something that he said I, I listened to this podcast once and most things I don't remember so when things stick with me it's got to be profound he said he like something along the lines of him being like in order for us to like survive as a society we need to like go back to like community things like everything needs to be done in small towns like if everybody does has like a purpose and works for like the community and you have you know somebody who's raising the cows somebody who's raising the chickens and then the eggs right and like the cows are getting you milk maybe you get milk from goats somebody who's you know growing the tomatoes somebody who's growing the zucchini and you know somebody else is like like you just have different people doing different things but everybody's like staying in the community and doing things for the community like that's the best way forward and like i think there's some truth in that dude i think there's a lot of truth in that dude because when you think of like corporations and how they employ people, it's like, all right, think of like UPS or something like that. Now I'm only saying UPS because like I experienced this firsthand. Like I worked for them for a few months, and going to work every day to just work for a corporation that only looked at profit. And I know like UPS and like a lot of corporations say they do like, oh well, we have like a bunch of like retention plans that'll keep employees here, like with benefits and stuff like that. But like when you go to work every day at a place like that, dude, you're not getting like the human to human interaction like you're taught you they treat you like a number and there's a number you're, you're supposed to hit and maintain to like be productive and like profitable for them they don't really care like if you worked at like a mom and pop like farm or something like that you're gonna have like you're gonna know who your boss is you're gonna have the human interaction of like interacting with your boss every day instead of like a manager of a certain floor of a certain section in a factory you know what i mean like there's just more yeah. like humanity to not working for a corporation and like being commute like tight-knit community like pretty much that's what it yeah is. yeah i don't know kanye is crazy but he makes some sense sometimes some of the things he say hold a little bit of weight but he's mostly crazy yeah i mean that could be said for a lot of people Fact. everybody's got a good point everyone now once in a while i started following this uh girl on instagram it's like her account's all about like demystifying like the, the lies that meat is bad for the environment you're eating meat is bad for you so i'm about to become a big propaganda boy on here i mean as you should i feel like that's not really like a that's not like conspiracy you know what i mean like it makes sense dude it's it so annoying it's so annoying. People are like, oh, like, like, being a vegetarian is, like, good for you, and it's good for the environment, and it's, like, the right thing to do. Ah. Uh, like, the only thing that's bad about eating meat, like, is, like, killing animals. But, like, they're gonna fucking die anyway, so, like... And if I raise them well and they live a good life, fuck them. Like, that's... It could have been worse. You could have been a fucking raised in factory farming. There's just a... Div- like, it comes down to, like, the divide in, like, people's beliefs of either mother nature like predator like we we're just like humans have we're top of the food chain because we have brains and can like think consciously that's the only reason we're like you know what i mean like if we were still like uh like cavemen and stuff we'd still be out like killing animals to survive it's just survival and then there's the other half of humanity where they're like oh it's not morally right because you're killing animals and stuff and which like i get like it's not like ideal but it's, it's just mother yeah. nature. It's just nature, yep. dude. We're yep. top of the food chain. If we were savages, we'd be eating fucking animals. It's good for your body to eat meat, bro. You need that shit. 
Dude, if say like horses were top of the food chain for some weird reason, they wouldn't they wouldn't think otherwise. They'd be like, oh, that's no, they'd be dude, fucking ripping our arms off and snacking on them like we do chicken wings. Dude, you think if you were out in the middle of the woods and you come across one on one with a bear and you have no weapons or anything, it's just you and the bear. You think that bear's gonna be like, oh, it's not right. He's no, I'm starving. I might die. It's another life. Blah blah blah. It's just mother nature, dude. That's just life. Like maybe if it's a black bear, apparently they're kind of pussy. Yeah, I mean, dude, we had a black bear in our backyard growing up, and we never, like, got attacked or anything. But even then, like, if you came face-to-face with a bear in the middle of the woods, that would still, like, you know, humans had an instinct. They know they're not the top of the food chain in that instance. Like, Or if you came across you a polar think- bear in Antarctica. Oh, yeah, dude, bears, you'd be so fucked. bears are apparently the most vicious bears. Hell yeah, they are, dude. They're just living out on the fucking ice and starving all the time, dude. Why would they not be angry? I would like to see a polar bear fight a silverback gorilla. Who do you think wins? I don't know, because I don't actually know which one's bigger. I feel like the polar bear... It, well, uh, first, I think it depends where they're fighting. Like, that's going to play a huge part. Bear size. Um, but I feel like... The polar bear... like do they, they? I feel like bears have claws, yeah? Like, more than gorillas do? I feel like they could slice them a bit. And I feel yeah, like polar bears are bigger. Like gorillas do. Fuck a thumb. Well, I guess, you know, the gorillas could throw or swing shit. Polar bears are five foot nine to eight feet for females. Okay, there's a huge difference. Four and a half feet. Yeah, I mean, yeah, what the fuck females? 5.9 to 8 feet on on her hind legs, and males are 4.4 feet at shoulder. And they're 990 pounds for females and 330 to 550. Oh, no, 990 pounds for... Wait, how are males 4.4? 990, but females are 8 feet fucking 330. I feel like you can't be reading that right. I just go on Google and type in polar bear size. That's all I did. That's the first thing that popped up. Height, 5.9 to 8 feet in parentheses. Female, adult on hind legs. 4.4 feet in parentheses. Male, adult at shoulder. Polar bears are the biggest bears. An adult male is 8 to 10 feet. And 775 to 1,500 pounds. Females are 6 to 8 feet and 330 to 550 pounds. Oh, this must be a typo then because my for me it says male, not 4.4. No, it said that too, but then like literally just click the first link. More about polar bears? How big is a polar bear? How much do they weigh? Oh, yeah, scroll down a little bit. Like, the first link after the Wikipedia link. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you see in there it says adult male is 8 to 10 feet. Oh, 775 yeah. Dude, to 1,500 pounds. That would be terrifying to come across a polar bear, dude. Jesus. Yeah. Let's see how big silverback gorillas are. Let's do it. Silverback gorillas are 4 to 6 feet tall. Yeah, but is that standing oh, dude, or is that bear? Is that standing or is that like? Um, uh, I don't know. Let's see. How big does a full-grown silverback gorilla get? Yeah. Uh, well, I guess they don't. Uh, yeah, it's definitely not standing because they're like. I mean, they kind of walk on their back legs. I feel like standing, they're probably like eight feet. 
Uh, let me see. Polar bear versus silver bear. Let's see what we get. Well, the gorilla has way more jaw power. He's got more than 1,300 PSI more jaw power than a polar bear. Oh, my God. Although his teeth are flat like human teeth and their intelligence is kind of complete. Mm. Let's see. Size and weight. Advantage polar bear. Speed and movement. Advantage tie. Weapons. Advantage gorilla. Which is surprising because I feel like the polar bear's got claws. Yeah, dude, but having, like, hands to fight with is so much more of an advantage than just having, like, some long That's claws. That's true. You know what I mean? Intelligence. Advantage, gorilla. Hunting skills. Slash instincts to kill. Advantage, polar bear. Polar bear. Weaknesses. Polar bear. Advantage, gorilla. Final verdict. They said the gorilla. Stupid. I think it's polar bear. Polar bear's got the size, dude. I, don't I got know. no shade on the silverback gorillas, though. I, I did a project on yeah. silverback gorillas in fourth grade. I passed out while I was presenting it. Smoked my dome three times on the fucking desk and the floor in on the way down. Ball? Yeah. So I, so <laughs> I like, so I fell, I fell forward. I stumbled forward, and then I stumbled back and I, into the whiteboard, and then I fell forward, smoked my head on the desk, right. And then there was, like, a bar that connected all four legs, like a U-shaped bar, sm like, halfway down the legs. Smoked my head on that bar, and then smoked my head on the floor. Oh, my God, dude. Got up, and my teacher was like, vicious. teacher goes, I'll walk you. Walk you down to the fucking nurse. And just yacked everywhere in the middle of the hallway as I'm walking after just fucking what, passing were out. Were you sick or something? Like, what happened? No, nah, I don't know. I was fine. Decided to have a day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wanted to get out of class early. <laughs> the dedication to the bit. <laughs> Later, losers. Your boy's out of here. I'm outie. My mom's and picking I'm, me up, but we're going to McDonald's. <laughs> and I'm getting another day off later because you know my mom's taking me to the doctor to see if I'm fucked up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, well, let's get the fuck out of here. You guys, polar bear, we're gonna get the fuck out of here. And you guys go have an amazing week. Make a stranger smile, and give them smooches.